and welcome to another episode of Eden's Apple Podcast. Today we have a special guest, and my name, of course, is Valerie the Cactus Fairy, and we have Kim, goes by the Tumbleweed Witch, and today also uh, a friend, a childhood friend of Kim's, Leah. Leah and I grew up together, and I just wanted to have her on the show because, honestly, like, if you grow up in this kind of environment, it can be hard to find people to relate to in general because each evangelical sect has their own special rules and personality. Like, even if you find someone to relate to with the evangelical thing, like, there's always something more going on. And I thought it would be interesting for us and then for our listeners to kind of just hear that kind of reminiscing about, like, how it was and then also how it's fallen out for both of us. Yeah, that, that definitely makes a lot of sense and experience that together. I'm going to talk about the band first, because that's one of my favorite experiences that I got to have at the church. Leah and I played in a band together for a while. We did. We uh, did. You were- that was a lot of fun. Um, I, was- I got to play bass for just a little bit, and then once I stopped playing, then uh, it was you and my sister and We joined with band for a little bit where we were kind of a hybrid i think a lot of things were falling apart by that point clearly wasn't meant to last that church but i'm glad i got to have that experience with you i do too and yeah i mean it's just crazy like thinking back now thinking about the beliefs that we grew up really truly believing and how backwards a lot of those beliefs are you know like i have my own children today and there's no way that i'm i want to let them grow up (laughs) right in that type of environment i've encountered a lot like this idea that uh critical thinking is a skill that has to be taught and in that environment they basically program you with anti-logic and it's hard to deconstruct that and be like oh yeah this thing that i've been told for my entire life makes no goddamn sense whatsoever yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's true because when you grow up in a in any i guess in any church really because i i know i have friends now my age who and like you said you know with different sex there is definitely a lot of different things going on in each church but you know i have some friends that grew up just with very religious catholic parents and had somewhat of a similar you know like just with the strictness right of growing up i think that well valerie grew up in mormonism by the way that's her background but i think both mormons and evangelicals are really hardcore into like indoctrinating the youth yeah. And still those those values and like get you while you're young because usually by the time you're an adult you have sort of a sense of critical thinking and I think when you're young that's where you can influence that. So like and then- was there anything that really stuck out about the way that you were raised and like and as far as like the the church falling apart how did that end up happening was it like a well, cult of personality is- but the personality just the church is technically still going and the unique thing about the church that we grew up in is that it's part of a larger fellowship and they essentially brought multi-level marketing to 
church planting. So even though like the personality at the head of the church has been replaced several times by now, it's able to kind of keep going along, although they seem like they're really running out of steam. Yeah, and uh, I think what you mean by that, Kim, is like there's just the attendance, I guess, and just, I don't know, I honestly haven't walked into that church in years. You don't really hear much about them around town, honestly, like since I've pretty much cut ties. And obviously there's some people that still attend that church that, I mean, I grew up there, so I have people there's there's a lady there that i call my aunt my auntie she's just still a part of my life but what i say by cutting ties with the church i just stop attending and being a part of that i don't hear about it in the community at all honestly they used they... to have a real active presence too in the community but right it seems like they are also specifically losing any member of the church who had any kind of talent like music or anything to that effect i like i actually i ran into and at the mm -hmm. church when I went and they were really happy to see me some people greeted me so oh gosh do you remember uh-huh her mom is super mad at my mom for leaving the church and when we tried to go in <laughs> we tried to go in and we tried to open the door and it was locked and she just like fucking slammed the door open and walked away we're like wow oh. okay that's aggressive yeah. Said hi to me. I don't think she's like allowed to talk to us really, but she said hi to me and it was good to see her. That's cool. So, I mean, just I guess the presence in the community. I mean, me living here and still being here in this town, you know, I don't see it. I'll occasionally run into somebody. But other than that, like how Kim had said before, they, they were very active. You know, we'd all go and do outreaches and walk around and all these right. things, pass out flyers and advertise as much as we can. Play concerts in the park and stuff. Yeah. As far as it just falling apart, I would say that there is. It's just, I guess, you know, in terms of churches, there's no growth or... I'm honestly, though, like I said, I haven't stepped into that church for years. The energy was definitely really stagnant when I went in there. And also, like, the idea that they put my wedding photos from 2007 up in the fellowship hall kind of, to me, indicates but, that it's about more the appearance that stuff is going on than that right. stuff is actually going on. Right. Yeah, I, I thought that was really unusual that they, they didn't have, like, updated photos. of When Kim told me that, I was completely shocked. Like, <laughs> that's just crazy. I mean, who even really talks to you there, Kim? No one. And I've been to uh, that church since I left which means they put those photos up after I'd already gotten divorced. Wow. That is, yeah. that is um, wild. I mean, it, I feel like it's all somewhat of an illusion, you know, that they try to put up or, or they're looking at. It's As I became an adult, I have a 12-year-old and a 9-year-old. And when they were extremely small and I was with their dad, I did take them to church. I was extremely young when I had them and I now thinking back about it, I feel like me taking them to church was just like, you know, I had my own children. This is what my parents did when we were kids. They took us there and it was like not doing that was something that I just couldn't think of, like fathom, you know, because I, I just had always thought of, okay, as a kid, when I grow up, I have kids, we're going to be, you know, that was just always in my head we're going to be going to church and then also I feel like it was a huge help for me because I was going through issues with my boy's dad and um, I'm not with him anymore so but there came a point when I had to talk to the pastor and it had to do with 
my baby daddy. We we're having issues. And um, the pastor pretty much like, you know, I went to him for guidance because that's what you do. And I wanted his advice. He told me what to do. And it was had nothing to do with my safety or the safety of my children at the time. He was pretty much just going off the Bible, going off their rules. This is what God says. This is what the Bible says. You just need to be a, a Christian woman. And, you know, and um, when he told me that, I that was the moment where I decided that attending this church and listening to these people, because he's he, he really was just telling me what to do. Mm -hmm. And I didn't do that. I did not do that, which he didn't get all upset about. But I just, after him saying that, I just realized... Like, he had no care for me, I felt like, you know? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. I thought, why am I even going to this man to get advice from him? You know, why do mm -hmm. I put this man who is in this position because some people said he can, and he got some, some piece of paper saying that he can, he is ordained or whatever. Why am I giving him this much power over my life? I was miserable at the time, and what he was telling me was to just stay miserable and not move forward and take a stand for myself you know and so that was the moment when I really decided to just stop and like you had said before Valerie and Kim you know with the critical thinking you know as we get older you know not all of us are fortunate enough to use it not everybody uses their critical thinking especially when you grow up in that type of environment where people are telling you what to do it's very closed in and Change. And showing you how to think and what to Absolutely. Believe. So, you know, imagine I would have just probably ended up staying with my, my boy's dad, which was not in any way healthy or safe for myself and for my boys. And, you know, imagine if I just did do what he said. Yeah. That's a common experience between you and me is like that we both ended up getting married at a very young age and I don't run into a ton of people who got married and then still made it out right um I know from my experience at least I 100% got married because I was having sex and I just didn't want anyone to find out wow I knew going into it that I didn't really want it but it was like they would sit us both down for ministry everybody in the church would know why it's one of those things where they say they don't tell anyone but someone always finds out eventually the whole church would know mm -hmm. that's just crazy I didn't have kind of the same early experience of getting married or having children. But it's interesting, your story is so much like the story of my mother, who ended up being excommunicated from the Mormon church because she left my dad, essentially. Oh, wow. And uh, basically, it was the same situation where my mother, she went to one of the leaders in the church, you know, the way they tell you to, to go and ask for guidance and see what you should right. do uh, because she was unhappy in her marriage. And yeah, they, they just told her to, you know, just keep doing what she was doing and, you know, believe in him and, you know, just didn't have her best interests or happiness in mind. And that was kind of the, the breaking point for her, too, where she decided that she was just not going to go to church anymore because they just didn't have her best interests at heart. Yeah, that's a crazy story, though. That's that's really crazy, Valerie. It's just a shame that it seems to be such a common story that all of these, like, male leaders will go and you know, they don't think about the person. They don't think about the impact of what they're saying. Right. 
the emphasis is on the method. Our method is correct. So if you have problems, it's because you're not doing it right. Right. Yeah. There were lots of times, honestly, that I, as a child and a teenager, you know, just there's just these steps and these just pretty much I felt like a robot at times. And it wasn't even me just really believing. And, you know, like it was me and you, Kim, and a lot of other teenage girls at that time. You know, some of them were so, ah, Jesus, let's go. Let's, you know, and, it, <laughs> and there were times when I was <laughs> where I'm just like, completely not about it you know i'm just thinking like what is going on here why why do i really not feel this way um, you know with belief and feeling like oh yeah i'm definitely ready to get baptized and, oh yeah i'm ready to for this next step you know it's and i feel like are, it's a good sign that we didn't fit in because it objectively doesn't make any goddamn sense i think that i'm glad that we did this podcast and and not just talking about it because i i've never um actually spoken about it with anybody else this way besides you Kim. i'm really glad i get to have these conversations with you as well but i honestly i don't know if i can i may just be speaking for myself but my childhood was great there were these you know the times with the church and there's times when I've sat down and wondered why my parents did that to me (laughs) they don't even attend the church anymore you know but I feel like the way I was with my children when they were young and when I was attending I feel like that could have been my parents way of thinking as well when we were kids we talked about that a little but like yeah the way that the church was recommending that you discipline your kids was not okay so like there were abuses in my family on that part but like there were a lot of good things that my childhood did for me. And, you know, we always had food. We were always clothed and taken care of. And then also the experience of getting to play in a touring band is just not an experience I would have gotten to have otherwise. And so kind of trying to reconcile the good things with the bad is an interesting experience. I guess in the past couple of years, personally, for me, I've just really tried to just heal myself because I really do feel like there's a lot of healing that I need just for my own soul (laughs) yeah just in general you know just from the way I was raised and a lot of beliefs I grew up believing and even now I have to like stop myself sometimes and think okay no this is wrong I'm thinking this way because I just have always thought this way somebody put it in my head but let me step back for a minute and and evaluate things because I could be wrong which I think in general, in life, you know, we should all be trying to yeah. learn. People who grew up in totally different environments definitely still have to do that work. But like, I don't know, I feel yeah. like the church is a unique set of things that they raise you with. It's very strange. It really is. I feel like I missed out a lot as a kid. We didn't have a TV. We couldn't go to the movies. We couldn't do anything. We couldn't hang out with friends besides friends from the church. You know, it's like now people are like, you never did. You never saw this. You never did this. You don't know this person. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I don't. I did not grow up watching that show. Like, I literally grew up (laughs) under a rock. Yeah, exactly. So I could be extremely bitter and angry now about all of that. But I'm not. I try to just live day by day. I have my kids. They're not growing up. The way that I grew up, honestly, I haven't stepped foot in any other church since leaving that church. It's just my own personal decision. Val, were you guys allowed to have uh, movies and TV in 
in Mormonism? We had like kind of strict-ish rules on what we could watch, but we did uh, have movies and TV. I think that some Mormon households were a little bit more strict, especially if they were more like the Utah Mormons. For our particular congregation, I would say that it was common that we would still be able to watch most most TV. Every once in a while, they would have like a sermon or like a women's discussion about like popular media and be like, this isn't good or, you know, I don't like the way that they portray women in this or, you know, things like that. But it was kind of left up to the parents to decide whether or not they wanted to enforce those rules. And luckily, my parents, they didn't care as much about TV, especially when with having as many kids as they did, they couldn't. It was really hard to enforce. <laughs> you could only control them so much. Right. Yeah. I think that um, you choosing to not raise your kids inside of a church is really admirable. I know that for my parents, you know, raising the kids in the church was it wasn't just about instilling morals because I think that they knew they could do that on their own, but it was also about like the daycare and kind of supporting services that they try to draw in parents, um, like young parents into churches because they have those services that they provide for raising kids, even though, you know, you may not agree with everything they believe in. With the churches, you know, it seems like if you're attending, at least at the church where we grew up, they really push you to start being a part of things. They even had a time where they were having anybody who was a part of any type of ministry sign a paper saying, you're not going to have a TV, you're not going to be doing these types of things. Do you remember that, Kim? Yeah, I do. And in fact, actually, I found out from my mom recently that when we were little, my dad took us to see one of the new Star Wars movies, one of the prequels, because he was such an obsessive Star Wars fan. And he got kicked out of the prison ministry for doing that. Like somebody saw him and he got in trouble. It's crazy. It's crazy. And like my own parents, I remember when we were kids and we, could, we never did have a TV. And I remember when my parents brought the very first TV into our house. I think I was like 13. They were afraid. Like, we would go to Blockbuster and they were afraid of people seeing them to get a, video, a VHS. Like, why, why put so much fear on yourself of somebody else? And I always think back, like, why did they allow these people to like control them in such a way to where they're scared of just living you know it's just parents used to do that too where like certain summers we would have a tv and a vcr and then at some point my dad would like either get scared or get convicted and get rid of it and then so we never knew really like (laughs) i will say i am glad that we never had cable because first of all a lot of the stuff in it is just not particularly entertaining to begin with and i'm glad that i can live without it now because it's obscenely expensive yeah see and same like Personally, I don't have cable today, honestly, and it's probably just because of growing up without a TV. I don't sit there in front of the TV. Like, I I do sit down and watch movies and stuff, like, don't get me wrong, but it's... Yeah, yeah, but it's just crazy. I always, I just, it baffles me that there was that much control. And there still is for for a lot of the people that still attend and are a part of that church today. I've run into a lady before at the grocery store who goes to the church still. And she literally said hi. I hadn't seen her in probably 
a couple of years. She said, hi, why don't you go to church anymore? What's wrong? Like, she could not even just ask me how I'm doing, you know, just not be just happy to just see me. Just, right. like, down my throat. And I was just like, good to see you. See you later. <laughs> you remember the stuff they used to tell us about, like, if you don't, witness to your friends and they end up going to hell then like you'll have to bear the consequence of that because you didn't witness to them yeah i do remember that being pushed really hard it made me feel very awkward at school a lot of times seriously i like i had one friend that i was like uh she was from malaysia her family practiced an entirely different religion and i was like i just want to keep this one friend i just want one friend that i don't have to talk to about jesus yeah yep i do remember that and they'd like hand us flyers and here pass these out at school right carry a stack of them in my backpack i i guess i have yeah. another question since you guys sort of grew up in an environment where you weren't allowed to have a lot of like the cartoons and sort of the the card games and things that were popular at the time because of your restrictive uh, rules on your religion. But do you feel more like as an adult, you're getting the opportunity to experience those things for the first time, sort of like having a childhood just much later? Absolutely. Maybe not a full childhood, but I'm definitely experiencing and you know, things that I had never experienced before. It was very, very restricted, my childhood. Very restricted in a lot of things. We really didn't do much. And that just comes down to my family. We had a pretty big family, you know, and it's nice to, with my my own kids now, I we really try to do a lot of things. I've taken them to a concert before, which after that I decided I won't do it till they're older. <laughs> but like, you know, we really try to just do as much as we possibly can. They were really vocally against taking family vacations in the church too. I remember that at a certain point in my family that completely stopped. And we used to do things like we used to go to Disneyland fairly regularly. We'd go see family. And then it reached a point where like we could only ever bond as a family through church. Yeah, and another huge thing that was a big deal, which I'm still pretty upset about it, is that um, they pretty much want you to isolate yourself from the world. You know, we're separate from the world. And so I feel like it caused my parents to kind of be more distant with their, their own families because they looked at them like, well, you know, they're sinners. They, they drink beer, they do this, and, you know, we don't want to go around them and see them doing that. I really believe that it, it caused a rift in my parents' families' relationships. And I also have grandparents who were in the church, my grandparents too. And today, I see them mending those relationships with their family. I feel like they're just trying to make up for lost time. You know, because yeah. there were lots of years when my, my mom wouldn't see her brothers or her mom. That definitely happened in my family as well. I am at the point right now where I do not have any extended family that I keep in touch with. And it was very much like my grandmother on my dad's side wanted us to come up and spend the summers with her. And my dad is just like, no, you guys aren't saved. You can't do that. Like, it was... Yeah, so that, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's... That really really depriving kids from you know seeing their paternal and maternal grandparents and extended family that those are the sorts of connections that you keep for life and if you don't get to have those that's just really really sad you don't get to learn like your history you don't get to invest in family really weird coming from an institution that 
claims to be so obsessed with preserving the family. That is something that in the Mormon religion, they really heavily look at genealogy. And part of that is because of baptisms for the dead. But I think it's also just because they really want you to have sort of a connection to who you were and try to trace back your lineage to like certain prophets and stuff. At a minimum, like at least it did make us more involved and ask those questions of our our grandparents. And I know a ton about the lineage of my family because Mormons were so into it that my my older sister who's still an active Mormon she uh, she has like books on all the people we're de- we're descended from and <laughs> it's interesting. oh wow that's crazy but yeah that's okay. that's really sad that you know a church could make you feel so isolated so that you are so dependent on them like they become your family it's very cultish i mean it really was there's lots lots of standards lots of rules lots of don't do this lots of do this it's more about control than just the institution of church you know like if you think about it church what is it supposed to be for so the split which happened i guess before you guys would have moved back from la my family got kicked out of that church and there were other people who got kicked out of the church and they wouldn't be like your family is kicked out they would it would be the man the man is kicked out and i know my my mom one of her friends specifically got told yeah your husband can't come here anymore but you can still come if you want to and she's like wow that's weird that is really weird. That's extremely weird. I feel like it just comes down to control, you know? They just, they claim it's all because of divine purposes and this is what God wants. And it feels like control. Now that I've been doing, like, more research, I've been watching YouTube videos about people who experienced that culture and got out of it, and then also people who are still in it, like, They have gone down a dark path. The whole concept of spiritual warfare being a thing and like... Yeah, a lot of spiritual thinking. Some people, Mm -hmm. like, if you talk to some people that go to that church, they're all about it. I mean, like, the lady I ran into at the grocery store, she's just, like, all about it. You know, that's it. That's all she thinks. That's all she talks about. It's just crazy how dependent people will get. Just seeing, you know, the way they try to craft your interests like you you have nothing else if you don't have a connection or a tether to the outside world and you only do everything they say and you don't connect with your family they make it so that it's all you have and then you're told that if you love people you'll preach to them so then any kind of connection you do have outside of the church you'll quickly ruin it by just being super annoying yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like the lady I ran into the grocery store. But it makes yeah. it makes it feel so disingenuous, you know, like it makes it hard to make relationships with other people when it feels like all you want, like the experience you had at the grocery store where it's just like, oh, you just want to find out about whether or not I'm going to church or not, when it could be like a personal relationship, like they could be vested in you as a person. Like, and it's so, it just feels really hollow. Yes, definitely. I definitely had a lot of people in the church that, you know, they just stopped talking to me after I stopped going to church, where it just became this like, oh, you know, you're not going to be a part of this club, so you don't matter anymore. And it was like, you know, I thought that we had a friendship, and I guess, that wasn't strong enough to surpass right. this, this change then, I've decided. 
to me. In my church, would kind of demonize you after you left, like retroactively. Oh, yeah. like, there was always something sure. off about them. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people who leave the church will, I've seen it, where they'll just, you know, as soon as they see somebody from the church, they're just like, they'll literally just flip them off or something and, and go back their day because they know yeah. how people can be. You know, like with the lady at the grocery store, I was like, you know what, I can be extremely rude to you right now. <laughs> but I was just like, have a great day. When I do run into people, I don't want to have that type of part, you know. If right. they're going to be that way and be extremely pushy, then I'm going to have some words to say. But, you know, I try my best when I see people. You know, I, I have seen others and they give me just weird looks. And some people have just walked right past me and act like they never knew me before. And they've known me since I was a little girl. I'm just like, that's fine. That's that's okay. You weren't meant to be around anyway. It was pretty crazy to realize, you know, the people who would just walk right past you after you stopped attending. People who would see you and all they had to say was, why aren't you coming to church? You know, very few people who will genuinely just be happy to see you. The whole mindset kind of makes having actual compassion for a person impossible because you believe that like all of my problems and difficulties in my life stem from the fact that I'm not saved and serving God. So ultimately, you can't actually listen to me with any kind of compassion or understanding because you have an agenda and that agenda is to get me back in the church. Yeah, and honestly, Valerie, this church, I believe, you know, it's like they reach out for people who are like drug addicts and are really down and you know there's people who you know start attending the church who are that way and it seems to really help them you know they're sober you know and they're just like all about church and then maybe that's what really hooks people into it and maybe because Kim you and I we didn't have that type of life we grew up in it you know after this point in the recording, we don't have any more audio. I don't know why it didn't save. So this is the end of the episode. Thanks again to Leah for agreeing to join us and discuss her experiences with us. We hope you guys all have a wonderful day. If you want to contribute to the discussion, you can email us at edensapplepodcast at gmail.com. Bye!